You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 We don't even do intros anymore. Welcome back to the podcast, Mikey Bowser. What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing good. You beat my ass in bowling, but guess what? The Steelers are out of the playoffs or whatever it's called. Well, I got news for you. The Ravens actually lost last night, too, in case you didn't know. So No, I'm aware, but screwed. We, we, we lost last. So I, I'm like, I'm counting it like... <laughs> The only time you never want to be like maybe last is in a race or something like that. But like, I mean, I'm the last person on the Titanic is a bad way to go. But when you say I was the last person out of the playoffs, it's kind of a good thing. I don't know. I live by the mantra. If you ain't first, you're last. All right, Ricky. Bobby. So we're both last. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So I, I kind of, you wrapped up your workout. And I actually kind of want to talk about that a little bit. What do you sense more is important? Do you think the working out is important or do you think that the nutrition side is important? Um, well, I'd like to say the nutrition side, but I kind of feel like if I work out, I can eat whatever I want, which isn't a good thing. So I never really get any great gains. I just kind of maintain. Uh, I would like to kick it up a little bit on the nutrition side. I just haven't had the, the motivation to do so. What is your post? Because like, here's you, what you just said really rings true to me, I would say. Um, I eat always clean, like just 24 seven. But I mean, at my work, people will work out for like two and a half hours. And they'll get this shake called the peanut butter slammer. And it is like three spoonfuls of peanut butter with a protein shake with like all this other stuff. I'm like, you just disabled your whole workout like that. None of that even mattered. What? How many calories do you think you burn that whole entire workout? Well, I had to burn at least 800. It's like this shakes about a thousand like a java chip at starbucks a venti is a thousand six hundred something calories i'm like that's a pound that's almost a pound yeah i mean my my post-workout i mean i like i said i don't really eat that clean um i usually do whatever we have in the fridge or uh sometimes i try to mix stuff with tuna so i do like macaroni and cheese with tuna or tuna helper which is definitely not healthy but like I said, if I, if you work out, it kind of cancels it out. At least that's uh that's what I'm hoping. Were you a hamburger helper fanatic growing up? Oh yeah, yeah. But growing up, I I had a high metabolism, so I weighed 130 pounds uh, throughout high school and then college, and then right after college, it just I just got fat. So. Okay, here's a, here's an idea. If I give you a pill, I give you the option between two pills. One pill. You get to see the paranormal. You get to see any ghosts and anything. So this would make your job really freaking easy. You wouldn't need any of those electric meter devices or anything. Um, or you can eat whatever you want and not gain a single pound and look like you have a six-pack 24-7. My question is, with the paranormal option, do I have an option that I can shut it off? What, to stop seeing ghosts? Yeah, just like temporary. Like, I don't want to see ghosts all the time. Like You don't want to see ghosts 24-7? I mean, if I'm at a movie theater and then I have annoying ghosts, like it depends on the apparition. I mean, the, some apparitions could just 
be assholes and then you have to deal with them all the time like you're getting laid and there's just a ghost staring at you like in the closet it's like why are you hiding no one else can see you but me and he's like i like to watch and i only get comfortable <laughs> yeah. when i'm in the closet i'm like all right all right teach is there you think ghosts have kinks still like is that a thing like if there is a spiritual plane where your body kind of you're it's not it no longer existent you shed your mortal coil but your spirit is a thing do you think you have like emotions and all that type of stuff or is it usually just anger um i mean i think it depends i mean there's obviously there's some positive entities that we've experienced uh through investigations um i my theory actually is that whenever someone dies their soul or their energy, whatever you kind of believe in, leaves their body. And what's left behind is just kind of residual energy or and it has like a hint of their essence. And that's what we're actually communicating with. It's not someone's soul by, you know, any means, but more just a little bit of their essence that's left behind. That's why the communications aren't always as clear. Like you when, when I, I get a lot of first names, but I never get last names. It's rare to get like a full name. So I feel like it's just it's kind of like part of the uh, of, of what the person was. It's not the full thing. You made me think of SpongeBob when he's like Smitty Waterman Jenkins or something. The third it's like <laughs> it was Smitty Waterman Jenkins. Like imagine if a ghost like he's reading off your his name to you and he's like, my name is John Elway, the third 17th with a dash. It's like all these numbers and stuff. You're like, how did that ghost manage to get? that all to me but every other ghost i've ever come in contact with or seen on like a television thing has only been able to say their first name what makes him so damn special <laughs> i mean that would be definitely a class a uh evp if you get a full name and with all the uh, suffixes and all, all that fun stuff that would be a class a evp right there did you i mean usually you just get like a, a one word response or maybe you know a small fragment of a sentence um so the theory is they, they have to use a lot of energy to communicate even through devices that we have. So you're only going to get a little bit. You're not going to get like a whole, you know, monologue of, you know, Kramer or something like yeah. that. Or Brady. You, you, know would, I mean? you would think that we would have developed like better technology to be able to find the paranormal or at least try and understand what that avenue is. Like I've been thinking like, how far are we from understanding other dimensions? I mean, throughout history, there has been like theories of time, which is like there's an A theory of time, a B theory of time, a C theory of time, which all deal with like A theory, I think is the one where the past no longer exists. The present is existing and the future also exists. So as I'm talking to you right now, there's me and you in a couple hours from now doing whatever we're going to be doing, um, just still happening. So like that could just change dramatically. And then the B theory is like the past is happening. So as we're talking right now, the war of 1812 is going off in like another dimension of time. And I'm like, if we can get through another dimension, how bad would that fuck up parenting? Like, imagine that. Like, you're like grounding your kid. You're going to go to your room, no cell phone, no electronics, nothing. All right, fine. Goes in their room and you're not allowed to leave your room. Fine. You go into their room, what, an hour later and they're not there. You're like, where are they? And you have to search dimension B, dimension C, dimension D. They're in their room, but in a different dimension where like instead of having um internet, they have like random Pokemon just sitting everywhere. So it's like, what? This is not a, I can't ground you in this dimension. You only have restrictions in that dimension. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to give them like some kind of collar to, 
it limits uh, interdimensional travel. <laughs> we call those shock collars and they're meant for animals, but you can get away <laughs> with putting one on like a small toddler if they don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm about to be a parent. That's what I plan on doing, you know? Don't tell anybody, though. <laughs> okay, so... For, yeah, don't tell anybody. We're definitely not recording and everybody else listening. Don't tell anybody. But, um, you know, congratulations on being a dad. Does this is there anything in 2021, I would say, that's kind of changed in your mind about some things like anything that's kind of is that it's like because you you said a theory kind of a really strong theory, which was the fact of you believe a little bit of energy is still left in the body. And I believe you probably developed that from going to funerals because when you go to a funeral and you see the person lying in the casket, if you can sense energy, just natural presence, if somebody's alive or so, like you ever kind of like put a mirror under like maybe an elderly grandparent's nose and see if they're still breathing. Like (laughs) when you go to a funeral and you sense that there's no energy in that body, it, there's nothing. It's so blank, but some people that have never been to a funeral don't know what that is. So it's your first time you're like shocked, but when you get used to it, you start to understand maybe it's the energy that's left off. So I'm, I'm wondering if kind of, there was two questions there, but more on the lines of like, did you develop your theory on this because you've seen what it's like when someone has passed and there's nothing left inside of it? Um, I would say it was more just on the investigations that I've done um, over the year. Um, I mean, we went to my favorite place is Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in West Virginia. And a lot of the responses, I had one in particular, I was doing a spirit box session um, in a uh, isolation chamber. And you could even hear, like I got 20 minutes, I did it and the whole time I was getting intelligent responses. And it was just the saddest thing ever. And you could never get like a complete like identity of these people. But at one point they tell me what rooms they used to live in. And they tell me, you know, this place is intimidating. This cell was intimidating. And then I asked one, well, what happened to you? And he screams, I died, like really loud. And it's like, no shit, (laughs) no shit. But it's, it's like there's a hint of them there, but I just don't feel like it's the full thing. And that's kind of where I came up with that theory that, you know, they leave. And when you body leaves, they say you lose like a certain amount of weight because uh, it's uh, I forget what the exact amount was. But when you die, you lose a little bit of weight. And I think that's the energy leaving your body. And I just don't- like I said before. Don't, What's that? Don't they shit themselves though? Like when you well, die, too. yeah, you're gonna <laughs> yeah, lose yeah. a little weight there. I mean, if anybody's That's taken true, a laxative yeah. before, so I think there's yeah. a diet trend out there that does that. But does that mean that your experiences are part of your energy? Like, does everything that's a combination of events in your life get built up? Because if you're saying there's a little bit of energy left over, how would that create memories? Because aren't memories just kind of things that are staying into our mind, things that we choose to remember? Sometimes we can even choose to neglect, but that's when our brain's active. So when you die, does that mean your experiences are just energy? And I mean, I guess that makes sense, but it's this is what's so complicated about it is because I think everyone wants to know that there is an afterlife, but who gets chosen? You know, people always say it's the ones that are the most aggressive or things that are left here on this earth that maybe they weren't ready to leave yet and they had things they needed to finish but who's to say you can't be the ghost that just wants to have fun and ride like one of the six flag rides over and over again you know what i mean yeah yeah well there's always the theory that there's two types of uh 
hauntings. Um, there's the intelligent ones, which would be the the ones that are left to accomplish something or you know their energies there to do something. And then to go where you said about the memories being energy, they have residual hauntings, which are unintelligent. They're just they're like a a memory being played over and over again in a certain building. Like there's been, uh, I was watching a show, um, Paranormal Caught on Tape, I think it was. And there was a, a, they're at a dance hall where they had like ballerinas and stuff like that. And there was a dancer that would come down the steps at a certain time every every day and they caught her on tape doing it. Uh, and I think that's just, I think a memory can come as an energy and that's why they have the residual hauntings. And there's certain architectural things behind it too. There's theories that are like if if a building's made of sandstone and has a lot of quartz in it, that quartz can hold that energy. And that's where in a building like that, you'll see a lot more residual hauntings. I'm trying to think because if you look at like we're talking about another dimension or spiritual plane is what usually people like to refer it as. I think there's definitely something out there. Like everybody's tuned into it. I'll obviously have my own kind of paranormal experiences too. I think that's kind of what kind of solidifies your belief, I would say. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty facts of it, it's like maybe there's ghosts around us 24 seven, but there's only some that feel the need to impose themselves or their will into the actual real existence. Like imagine if like when you die, you're still in your room. Well, like let's say you died in your room or something. You were like drinking a booze, smoking a cig. How many people back in the day were smoking cigarettes and died that way because they fell asleep? Like <laughs> I don't see that shit happening with vapes. So I'm just saying that's a pro vape thing right there. Yeah. Um, but like, do you, do you die the way that you looked or the way you want to look? Do you is your ghost that way or is it do you die the way or do you look the way that you died when like maybe you're caught on fire? You look like that episode of SpongeBob with the woman sitting in the chair where she's like, what? What are they selling? It's like they're selling chocolates. You know, it's <laughs> are you like that? Like, I, I like to think that if there is a spiritual plane, then maybe it's just like this one. There's not really anything different, but like they're just sitting around us. Maybe they can revert, revert it through time a little bit, like be able to kind of change where they're at. Like kind of like maybe if you died, you get trapped inside of your own memories. Like your brain just creates this coma like scenario where you have to live in every single day. And then there are some people that break out of that simulation. And those are the ones that are able to contact us today. Yeah. I mean, I, I, my theory, another theory I have is that there are multiple planes uh, when it comes to spirituality because um, I've noticed, uh, I d I've done spirit box sessions in my house, which my wife has banned me from doing so uh, since then, because I got a lot of responses. And a lot of the responses I got, like I asked at one point, how many entities are in the room? And I had one say three, and then I had another one come through and say seven. So I'm wondering if some of those entities that were responding to me, like some of them can't see each other. Like the guy, the one that said three can only see the three that are on his plane, while the one that said seven, it, there's either seven on their plane. Because I did get a lot of responses. There was a lot of spiritual activity going on, uh, and they were very intelligent responses too. 
but I'm wondering if they could see only spirits on their plane or if they could potentially see the three that were on the other plane that the other entity was limited to. Now, were, and, they, were they clear answers, though? Like when they said stuff to you, were you able to actually yeah. thoroughly make out like if, if I was talking to you right now? Yeah, yeah. I had some. I mean, I asked what I, – I heard one come through and say, hello, Mike. But it, it's kind of hard when you do a spirit box session because you can – Sometimes you can hear the responses, but a lot of the times you don't until you replay it. Um, so I had one that said, hello, Mike. And I kind of heard it live. And I said, can you say my name? And it came through and said, Bowser, like really clear. And it was the same voice tone because I did two spirit box sessions at my house. I did another one at 3 a.m. that Saturday. And it was the same voice. It was a, an entity named Patty. I have Patty and then I have an uh, entity named Tony who has showed up at not only at my house, but at Trans Allegheny, uh, at Hillview Manor. And I haven't got, had a chance to do uh, our evidence from Bel Air Demon House yet, but I'm assuming, you know, Tony will probably show up there too. And I don't know if it's an attachment to me or if it's an attachment to my spirit box. Hmm. That'd be really bad. Like you've heard of cursed items before. Imagine if you had like a cursed item that was like what was attached to it was like a serial killer. It's like, what do you do with the, the cursed item at that point? And can it latch itself onto you? Do you have you looked up any of these people that are connected to you or connected to the spirit box and tried to find out where they're from? Like, I, that's the first thing I'd want to know. If there's a dude yeah. named Tony, I immediately want to know if he lived in Boston, if he owned a sub shop, if he had maybe he was hit by a taxi. Because we create backstories as people. You see a person on the oh, street yeah. and your brain starts creating this story of like, well, that dude's missing a leg. So he obviously fought in the war. And then you find out later that he didn't fight in the war. He just got from diabetes or something and it's like this whole like mind thing that we do just to make mm -hmm. ourselves feel comfortable or try and give ourselves information that we don't know yeah yeah and i i did i i looked up past owners of my house i mean my house isn't really that old it was made in 1956 so i mean it's kind of old but it's not like you know 1700s or anything like that so no one necessarily died in my house but if i go two blocks that way there's a mansion that used to be a uh, hospital and a nursing home. And then if I go two blocks that way, there's a cemetery. So it could be that these entities are coming from, you know, that location or this location, or, you know, maybe they just knew somebody that lived here and they, after they died, they came back to this location. I don't think necessarily that uh, a person needs to die at a location in order for their entity to go and, you know, haunt that location afterwards. Maybe something they had like a strong connection to, like if you had a certain like for me, for instance, if I died, I'd probably be connected to my gym, like even though like it's just something that was a big part of my life. So it was like I would want to keep going back there, maybe lost pondering. It's probably why like you hear a lot of accounts and stories of people like there was this ghost or apparition that was just wandering aimlessly on this bridge. And it's like, why? It's like it's not exactly where it died. It just didn't know where to go. It's like then there must be something in that area that might be connected, like maybe they threw a necklace off the bridge into the water yeah it's possible i mean that that case would probably be more of a residual type of haunting uh maybe that person when they were alive they crossed that bridge a lot uh and they just they died and then that memory just plays back uh, Can you imagine awful. if you bought a fucking car and they were residual haunting on a mixtape that you had and you couldn't get it out of the freaking car player? So whenever you got in the car, it just kept playing this one song over and over and over again. What song would you hate that to be? It's definitely Snow Informer. I mean, are I you, you shitting me? 
What? That song is amazing. I licky boom boom down damn straight. Dude, I mean, just imagine it over and over and over again, though. I mean, it comes back around, dude. It's like the proclaimers. You you like to hear them sing, I will walk 500 miles. And after like the 15th time, you're like, all right, I'm ready to burn this song to the ground. Then it's like, (laughs) nope, it comes right back around. Like you're three hours into a road trip and here it comes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now, Informer would be pretty rough over and over again. I mean, I respect the the talents of uh, Snow and everything, the Canadian uh, rapper of, uh, what was it, the early 90s, I think he came out. I respect when you listen to it and you think it's like a different person and then you see the video and you're like, oh, my God, like this is a spinoff of Vanilla Ice. Like, what is this? Well, I'd have to look it up. Was Snow after Vanilla Ice? He was was before before Vanilla Vanilla Ice. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. But yeah, when I, I mean, when I first heard it, I thought he was like a, like Rastafarian or something when he was doing it. I saw just some Canadian guy. Just some nerdy white guy with some hippie glasses on that don't, that it really doesn't look like he even needs them. They're just for style. That's what makes yeah. you think like, would you rather be a ghost now or would you rather be a ghost back in the day? You mean like back in the day, like the 1800s or? You don't have to go that far back. You can go closer to present time if you want i mean i'm trying to think because like if you imagine being a ghost in the future eventually like people got technology now though where they can kill you i feel like maybe not kill you but at least dumb down your powers to where you just don't pop up anymore like how many times you see someone that burns sage in their house yeah. it drives me fucking nuts i hate the smell of sage it gets me sick and then people are like because it's cleaning the demons out of you i'm like no you're burning a straight up chemical into the air it doesn't smell good my house is now smelling like death and ass i don't like that don't do it ever again yeah yeah i mean i i would say i mean i'm sure they were burning sage you know back in the day too so i mean i I don't think that would make a difference um I would say that my preference would be more what are my limitations and where can I go? Uh, Not on a time frame, but just a location frame. Like, can I go to Six Flags and ride roller coasters? Then, you know, I'll go to 1996 when, you know. Six Flags is actually popular. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wouldn't want to do now because you can't go anywhere. Could now, if you could speak like uh, for the spirit box, for instance, is there something special about it? Because when you say spirit box, I kind of know what it looks like, but is it something that you you can put your ear up to, like a conch, and then you could? Because I always talk about like people say when they hold up a conch, they could hear the ocean. I'm like, how much of that is you actually hearing the ocean, or is it just a fact of maybe it's kind of warped, so you're making your brains kind of distorting it to sound like that, or? you ever like things hold memories imagine you're being hit every single day thousands of times a day by waves eventually you're going to soak up that memory and next thing you know when someone holds it up to the ear you're going to be able to hear it so is the spirit box like a conch where you can hold your ear up to it and you can hear the soul that's attached to it or is it like more like you're trying to make it out kind of like when you're in dark and you're looking and you see a shadow and your brain starts making it into this thing that it's not well, I mean, this, the spirit box, it's probably my favorite tool um, to use during an investigation. Uh, what it is, is it runs through radio frequencies at a rate of one to three uh, frequencies per second. So it generates a white noise. And the theory is that you can hear the entities come through and it makes it 
makes like an energy for them to come through that's easier than just using a digital voice recorder. And that's how they are able to communicate. So you can sometimes hear like, I mean, I, we were at Dead Man's Hollow, which is like a local outdoor location. And I asked how many entities were here and clear as day it comes through and says 11. So sometimes you can get them clear as day and you can hear them. Uh, other times, like I said, you don't really hear it until the playback. But I think that, you know, if you get intelligent responses, like some, a lot of people say it could be radio bleed through. Um, but a lot of it's intelligent responses too. Like at Trans-Allegheny, um, I was in that isolation chamber and I asked, what was it like in this room? And a female entity comes through and says, intimidating. And that was through at least six radio frequencies. And it was the same voice throughout the entire, you know, EVP that I got. Um, so I think a lot of it is, you just have to listen through it. And a lot of it's during the playback. You don't really get a lot of it right away. I would like a ring that would be able to sense a paranormal uh, entity in the room. Kind of like, you know how we have mood rings that can tell your fucking mood? Well, why can't I have a ring that tells me if there's some like ghost teabag in me or something? You know what I mean? Like, I would like to know, like have it on my finger. It's like, all right, there's a ghost nearby. And then you just kind of, you kind of got to let them know like, hey, I understand you might be feeling the urge to put your nuts on my head. But at the same time, that's not respectful. And I don't appreciate it when I'm eating Thanksgiving with my family. You know, it's that whole kind of concept. I think like obviously people can bless items and do these things that can ward off spirits and stuff. But I'm wondering how much of that actually works. And depending on how powerful the entity is, probably plays the effect of how long the curse might last. Well, you could get an electromagnetic field uh, generating ring. I mean, they have, uh, they don't have rings, but they have devices that you can use. Carpenters even use them too, to pick up uh, electromagnetic fields. Um, and there's a theory that you can use that to pick up uh, entities because they'll give off an electromagnetic field. And they have these devices called K2s. And what it is, is it'll have like a, I cut a lot of colors and it'll tell you how strong the electromagnetic field is when you go through it. And that's a way that you can kind of pick up how strong the electromagnetic field is. Um, and that can kind of tell you how close you are to an entity. Um, so they have those, they have REM pods, which are just these little devices that are probably this big and they have an antenna that has, gives off an electromagnetic field. And then whenever it's uh, broken with either another electromagnetic field or even a temperature change, it'll give off like a, a beeping noise and it'll light up and do all this crazy shit. So those are two kind of things that if you could condense those down into a ring, you could have that during Thanksgiving dinner. And, you know, if an entity is coming up and teabagging you, you'll be able to tell. Yeah, I'd be like, well, do you want the white meat or the dark meat? It's like, nah, man, not today, not today. I look at that like imagine like I, I feel like being a ghost back in the day actually now that I think of it might be more of a struggle because of the fact of how many people were into the witchcraft arts. You know what I mean? There's those old school arts and we found technology to maybe better hone away. But some people say like the old ritual ways are still the same thing. Like it's a better way to contact ghosts and stuff. It's just it's it might it's mind boggling on the concept of how many things we're neglecting to look at, like the human brain, like what can make someone. Is there a way like you can get hit by a car, hit your head or something? Next thing you know, you're able to see paranormal things like how did that there are people 
people that have accounts of just being able to do that naturally. So that's got to be something in the brain that's got to either be like you're born with it or the power to, but it's got to be in all of our brains since they're kind of all exactly the same besides memories and personality and when it gets down to the genetics of things. But like structurally, they're all the exact same, which me and you were going on about genetics, for instance. Physically, we have not changed much in the past 10,000 years. The accounts that you hear that people say that we were smaller back in the day, we were the average height back then was 5'9, but here's the kicker the weight was 130 pounds, was like the max usually. And that's because they didn't have any fucking food. We have food now and we're eating way too much to where your body's going to end up changing. But genetically, I think like when it comes down to our DNA structure, our bodies are kind of the exact same. Like I could place a guy from 10,000 years ago in a movie theater with normal clothes and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Besides, if he started talking, you'd be like, why are you speaking in clicks? Yeah, <laughs> I agree to an extent. Um, I know that it seemed like when we had that conversation your theory was that the mind was what evolved more than yeah. us physically. But at the same time, you just said our brains have not changed uh, dramatically. So how would our mind like evolve, I guess, without having. Well, you're thinking of more of like an actual uh, physical basis, like the brain evolving to where like you would have like an overabsorbed, like um, for instance, uh, London cab drivers or taxi drivers in New York, there's an absorbed part of their brain that's good with directions. Like there's a part of your section of your brain that kind of handles navigation very well. Well, theirs is over inflamed to where in their actual eyesight, they can see road lines like maps. Like if you were looking at a GPS, because they're so used to it, it's ingrained into their brain that's literally, they can cut open, you know, they do an autopsy and they could check the difference difference between a cab driver and an actual person because that part of the brain is so swelled not saying that what i'm saying is what we've changed mentally is our personalities our ideas of being able to be more in touch with emotions which i think unlock a different avenue when it comes to seeing paranormal things being more in touch with energy around you our train of thoughts i mean back in the day compared to where we are now founding fathers didn't know what fucking internet was now people are like yeah i know what internet is it's that's that's the most evolution i've seen but when it comes to the actual physical thing like your brain having like an extra ventricle where it's able to fucking do trigonometry like that no i don't think it's like that i think it's more on the minds of like maybe our uh ideas and thoughts have have kind of changed and evolved more than um the actual physical now do you think that's uh, a real evolution or do you think that's uh just building up knowledge over time like scientists let's let's uh, like elon musk is probably one of the bigger uh scientists and you know developers of our time whether you like him or not, I don't know, but uh, is it that his mind or his, uh, you know, did, is there an evolution there or is it just, you know, a lot of people like the space program, we already had enough scientists that went over, you know, their own theories, what, what passed, what failed. And do you think he's just expanding on the knowledge that he gained there rather than, you know, evolving and, you know, starting his own thing. 
I think there's some people that are born with a special gift to be able to, I, I would say, forward thinkers. Um, we kind of look through history. We can kind of see this with Leonardo da Vinci, people that seem like they're ahead of their time. But I believe they can still soak up the same amount of information. But I believe they just start at another level than most people. Like most people might start at the starting line. They start kind of like halfway in on the starting line. Like they're already halfway down the road. Like they got that head start. But I believe – maybe a lot of people that are forward thinkers aren't known or aren't like these huge innovators in technology or society just because they choose to neglect that information. Like as much information as I could pull out of this podcast from all the people I can talk to, I'll never be as smart as whatever, some maybe some person that got straight A's in school or something, but I might have a different sense of knowledge. I think knowledge should be shared easily, but that advancement, I would, I don't know if I would call that evolution. I think that's more of a forced evolution. I'd say I'd have to give it a new term because, I mean, we're not. If if we kept on the same path as we did ten thousand years ago, eventually we might be like to where we are now, where we kind of learned a lot of stuff, or maybe without different influences and in our kind of willingness to want to know more, maybe we would be exactly the same train of thought. I mean, it seems like with all this man-made technology and all these innovations that we have now, thoughts are literally changing. I mean, that was whole Orville's giant thing on censorship is if you ban words, you're going to change human thoughts. Things that people aren't going to have these ideas off natural occurrences, they're going to be changed because you're choosing to ban things or choosing to make things stigmatized. I mean, when I think, when I say the word Catholic, what comes to your mind, you know, that's a forced thing. It might be true on some accounts, but at the same time, it's a forced thing. It's like imprinting into your brain, how much of it is actually brainwashing, like a sense of hypnosis. Yeah. But that, I feel like that would be, that example would be more of a learned behavior rather than a product of, you know, evolution. I think that would be more of a, okay, you, over time, you've heard the, you know, the, the priest jokes and all that fun stuff. I don't think that's necessarily a product of evolution. That's just the learned behavior. Yeah. That's, I think that's more like, I would say, I guess evolution was a bad term for it, but like more of a learned, our, our brain in that mentality or that personality or that definition of what is classified as moral has seemed to evolved, I would say farther than everything else. That's what I'm trying to get to. I think our brains are still kind of the same, our bodies that all kind of goes hand in hand together. But I mean, besides the overall growth factor of a person being bigger or weighs more or a linebacker that used to weigh 200 pounds now weighing close to 300, that's all a factor of food and the immense amount of technology we have to advance that. I mean, back in the day, you used to lift boulders to get strong. Now they're like, yeah. hey, let me fucking inject steroids into my ass and bench press 700 pounds. Like there's a whole different avenue where we learn to target muscles differently. I mean, it's it's fascinating to see that like in some ways, like who developed the idea that, oh, you know, we're going to do chest every single day. That was a big thing back then. Now it's like, mm -hmm. no, you need to have an overall balanced group so you don't get scrawny lagging parts and then you get muscle. Like I, I still refer to uh, Ronnie Coleman, for instance. The man claimed to be 0.33% body fat. That's less than 1%, bro. He was 326 yeah. pounds. I think all-time Mr. Olympia eight times. Like, you see that and you're like, that's genetics that's working out. That is so much that is different from another factor of people where it's like, is that just a specially selected human being? 
that is gifted with those abilities? Like who's to say like, you're, we're both average people. We both have kids. Our kids could be average, or maybe they could be that one that's touched by like the hand of God. And next thing you know, the kid's super special where he's like, you know, he can calculate fractions and stuff in his head. Like, like it's nothing. Remember every single conversation that's ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that goes to the, the theory of nature versus nurture too. Is it that, you know, that the kid is naturally just born intelligent or is it that his parents just kicked his ass and made him, you know, work that hard to get that intelligent or to get that buff? You know, it's it's kind of a, a fine line. Like, I'm sure there's genetics that play into that, uh, whether, you know, I'm a complete moron and, you know, I somehow still have a genius kid. Um, I mean, I, I still think there is a genetic uh, possibility that that's a major influence, but I think it's a combo of the two. Like Elon Musk's parents, for instance, how come I've never heard of them? How come we don't see anything about them? Were they smart or were they just like, well, fucking kids gifted? I mean, holy crap, like our kid developed all this stuff and, you know, and then Elon Musk's kid, does he have the same genetic code? Does Barry Bonds' kid have the same code as Barry Bonds? I mean, I know yeah. it was influenced by steroids, but like how many people don't live up to their parents' expectations or their parents don't live up to the kids' expectations? They seem to be surpassed. Like it's yeah. a, that's a different mentality too. If your kid surpasses you, you're happy. But if you surpass your, your kid or something like that, it's like your kid doesn't live up to your expectations or even get a little bit up to the hype it's really bad. You're like, what did I do wrong as a parent? It's like, what, why is that such a dramatic shift in our heads? Yeah. Yeah. And another thing to look at too, is uh, just, I mean, serial killers. Like there's some serial killers that had a horrible life, like Charles Manson. Like he grew up in the worst environment ever, but then Jeffrey Dahmer and Ted Bundy and the, the what's his name? Uh, I can't think of the BTK killer. They all had these amazing childhoods. Well, not amazing, but they had, you know, normal childhoods and they still led to the same spot that Charlie Manson did. Uh, they're just a notorious killer. Like, was that just genetically, they just were born evil or, you know, what happened to lead them to that same spot? I could tell you with Charles Manson, it was the government drugging him. Um, they literally funded his drugs. There's a book on that. Out of all the books you could have bought, you bought the shaman book, but you didn't buy the <laughs> Charles Manson drugging. Is it a good book? The shaman book? Yeah. I didn't even get to read it yet. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I also bought some daddy books, so I, I have to focus on those first or uh, I, I'll feel like a piece of shit reading the shaman one. <laughs> you got to tell Hannah, hey, what's more important? Knowing that there, you can talk to, all right, pick a ghost. Cause I've already talked to the ghosts I've want to talk to. You know that what ghost yeah. would you want to talk to? Uh, you asked me, actually asked me this on the last one. Um, and I, I still, I don't know. Is there a translator? Like if it's from another country, can I? No, you I, get to literally, you get to literally pick and choose, and this ghost will talk to you. Full-on sentences, no disruptions, no listening through a machine. It's going to be right in front of you. Like uh, the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Everybody always talks about seeing the ghost of Abraham Lincoln in the White House. Uh, I think one of the presidents that got impeached, I don't know if it was, I don't, I don't know if it was Truman or not. Um, 
he talked about like coming out of his bathrobe with a cigar in his mouth and the president was standing by a fireplace and he dropped his bathrobe and and he just goes oh mr president it seems you've caught me off guard like something so stupid that obviously was glorified up but like everyone accounts of seeing abraham lincoln by their bedside acting like he's in a hurry to hurry up and go give a speech or something but there was a big miscommunication with it because a guy would take these photos and say he's taken photos of his wife, Mary, um, and him inside of the White House. And then he ended up getting caught later with fraudulizing ghost imprinting photos by taking pictures of people and saying, this is your grandfather behind you and just would like retrace the photos or when, when you had to soak them in like water or whatever it was and put the film up. Like yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he was modifying that to add those images in there, blending them through. So it was like, if you could choose anybody to talk to, who would you want to talk to? Like full on sentences, full on right in front of you, like me and you talking right now, except I would be physically in front of you. Um, I would say probably Vlad the Impaler. Um, who's, do you know Vlad the Impaler? I do. Okay. Just to know if there's some kind of, uh, was there some kind of, was he really a vampire? Like, was there some kind of evil entity that led him to do what he did? Because uh, I think what he did is probably the worst thing in humanity's history. Uh, to literally impale people that way, this is just disgusting. Now, the only thing I'd want is to be able to speak to him in English and not have to have like some Romanian translator next to me to, to understand things. I'm sure if we're letting you talk to a person that's been long dead, I'm pretty sure they'd add like subtitles or something for you to be able subtitles. to like <laughs> to like read his shit. Like you could uh, talk to Hitler and he'd be like, yeah, down, right back down. you don't know what the fuck he's saying. Like, so that was a waste of a talk. damn wish. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I just exactly. wanted to know. Show me your paintings. That's all I want to see. Um, yeah. You know what's crazy is like I was – I remember something that used to be a big trend in school where kids used to go up behind you and like hit you in the ass, but like not like a slap, like a football play, but like they would stab you in the ass and they would go Gaddafi. And I was like, did anybody remember the fact that there was literally a video on the internet about a terrorist Gaddafi where he got stabbed in the ass with a knife? And we all just considered that like it was horrible, but then kids were doing around as a trend in school of like just hitting each other in the asshole, like Gaddafi. I was like, that's terrible, but like, yeah, that's, that's not to them. They thought that was the funniest thing. And I'm like, now that I really think about it, I was like, wow, like to show, like, it just shows the human mind's capability to grow and evolve not knowing like how many things are we following now that in 10 years from now are going to com be complete horseshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just glad uh, when I was younger, the whole John Bobbitt thing happened. I'm glad we weren't going around punching each other in the dicks the whole time. That'd be well, horrible. Well, the John Bobbitt thing was when they cut their their testicles off, right? No, Bobbitt was the guy. His uh, wife found out he was cheating on her, and she cut off his uh, manhood completely um, and threw it out a moving car. She did it while he was driving. I'm not sure who was driving. I'm about to say you're, the main rule is you're not supposed to fuck driving. with the driver. Like that's the main rule. Like yeah. whenever I would drive with somebody, they would like give me a Charlie horse and I'd go to give it back to them. And they're like, Hey, I'm driving. I could crash us both. I'm like, fuck you. Like I'll yeah. ram us right into this tree. Yeah. No, instead you just, you know, cut someone's dick off while they're driving. I, I'm assuming it would wreck the car. So I'm going to assume that she was probably driving at that time, or maybe they were parked and it happened. I, I, I don't know the, 
the logistical details behind it. The fascination with me and ghosts is the fact that I would like to be able to talk to something or someone who was involved in the past where I could be able to decipher the true information, like how many perspectives of situations where the person has died and you don't have that information to be able to f- figure out the true answer of what happened. Like being able to ask Bruce Lee, were you murdered? Like, cause he was in his coffin. He looked like he was beat the fuck up. Like he had black eyes and stuff. And next thing you know, there was accounts of him hanging out with one of the main triads, uh, girlfriends, like dropping her off to her house, coming out of her house. People had saw that. It was like, so was he killed by the triads? It's a theory, but no one has a definitive answer. I'd like to be able to talk to him and be like, hey, what was the situation going on before you roundhouse kick me through the wall? Yeah. Well, the hard part is, too, um, just because we don't know much about the paranormal, you don't know who you're really talking to. Because uh, there are theories that we're not really talking to that person. There's entities that are, you know, negative entities that pose as those people. Um, or, you know, just I think sometimes spirits just want to mess with you. Like we went to a place, uh, Anchorage Mansion in Ohio, and we were getting spirit box hits. I think they were saying the name was Frank. Uh, and one of the stories was in the uh, in the servants' quarters. There was a servant that died. Um, he had a I forget what the gas was that they used to light uh, use you know use their lights or whatever. But his light had burned out, and the gas fumes killed him. And we no one knew what his name was at the time. So we kept getting these hits on this guy named Frank, and we asked, were you the servant that died in the servant's quarters? And he said, yes, yes, I was. But then we find out a couple months later, they, they found articles of that incident, and it was a completely different name. Then I interviewed a lady who worked there when it was a nursing home, and they had a patient named Frank who had all his limbs were cut off for whatever reason she doesn't remember what disease he had but he would always mess with people and mess with the nurses so we were thinking that maybe the frank that was coming through maybe he was that patient and in death he still likes to mess with people so he was giving us false information just to mess with us did he have like polio i'm not sure i I don't i don't think she she couldn't tell me what it was but yeah he his limbs were missing and they were just kind of he lay, would lay in bed, but he would still mess with them. And, you know, well, a, what else is he supposed good, to do? He doesn't have any limbs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Gosh. But that's the thing. You know, you don't know who you're talking to because these entities can pose as other people. Or there's also theories that a lot of the child entities are actually demonic in nature. And they're just posing as children to, to make you be more comfortable so they can kind of manipulate you easier. Do you think that's just because kids are more willing to let the demons in? That's possible. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they do say uh, people or kids and people with intellectual disabilities are more in tune with uh, the paranormal. So that, that's definitely a, a possibility. 
Because it makes you think like, because demons are known to be tricker, like trickers or trickery, I would say, where they can kind of be able to manipulate your mind in a way. So imagine if you're a little kid and this thing dressed up like a teddy bear and said, hey, just say yes to letting me inside of you. And next thing you know, I get to possess you. And there's this whole thing, which is weird because the Catholic Church still does exorcisms, but you have to you have to be thoroughly investigated before they come down to the conclusion of letting an exorcism happen. And I'm like, do they really believe, like, have you ever came across someone that was actually really demonly possessed? Like I haven't seen anybody spin their head around four times or anything. So that's just out of the realm of possibility to me. I always think it's like, maybe they're suffering from some type of mental disorder. Um, I mean, I have seen oppressions, um, I know I told you before my first paranormal encounter was in a cemetery with, uh, with uh, Garrett and someone else that uh, we were in a band together and our friend actually got oppressed while we were there and we couldn't find him for like 20 minutes and there was a tree that they said was a portal to hell and we couldn't find him for 20 minutes and I was actually parked, I parked my car under the tree and we went to, to find him and we were like, well, let's go try the car. We go back to the car and he's sitting in the back seat, just like, just like this, like looking forward. And we go in and his pupils are dilated like this. And we had to like literally smack him out of this, this trance. And uh, yeah, we, we think that he, he'll never tell us what happened, but it was definitely an impression. And then at the uh, Bellard Demon House, one of our new team, newer teammates, uh, she underwent an impression where she the attic supposed to be one of the more active places at that location and every time she'd go up there she described it like almost like having a stroke like she could not control one side of her her uh, entire body and we we she was acting odd like she would sit at the table and like she was talking to herself and we were just kind of watching her from the other side of the room and smacking herself a little bit here and there it was it was it was really unique um, at the time before, which I didn't get to go, there was an actual full-on possession at the Bel Air Demon House uh, where a guy was possessed completely and they had to do an exorcism. That's, it's, it's really hard to know for sure. Like, I know there's these accounts and stuff too, but it's like, it's really hard unless you can see it yourself. And the mind is so like easily manipulated and stuff. People talk about like, how could there be such thing as MK ultra with sleeper agents? I'm like, it's just hypnotizing people. Like we can do that through subtle, subtle keys. Like mm -hmm. um, if every time, well, every time I say something or every time something happens and I give you a reward or give you a treat, Next thing you know, your body's going to be programmed after a while to every time that happens to be expecting something. It's like if you can do those hardwired trickeries into someone's brain, who's to say that we're all not tricked into something right now? Yeah, that is true. That's uh, I, can't, I forget the the theory. I forget the name of the psychologist. It was uh, Trillinger's dog. I, I can't. Oh, remember. Schrodinger. Schrodinger. Schrodinger's. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's this uh, cat, yeah, I mean, not his dog. I thought it was a dog. Who's the dog one then? Schrodinger's cat is the one where uh, the cat's like different, whatever it is through time or something like that. Yeah, but there's a there's also a dog one where they would ring a bell, and every time they'd ring a bell, they'd give the dog a treat, and then after a while, they'd ring the bell and not give the dog a treat, and they found that the dog would start salivating heavily whenever they would ring the bell. Might be a dog. Is it Freudian's dog? <laughs> well, I mean, Freud usually has some kind of sexual undertones. Uh, I, I don't think the dog was getting 
you know, molested or anything. So probably not Freud. <laughs> you're telling me you're not attracted to your mother or father. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're Tom Selleck's kid, you're like, damn, like. That's a dad, mighty mustache. <laughs> dad's an eight. Dad's an eight on the scale there. Oh, that's actually my mom's crush is uh, Tom Selleck. I always pick on her because he looks like a walrus now. Who I'm about to say, who's not Tom Selleck? That's amazing. Um, I was hearing this thing, like imagine, like, because obviously our perspectives change. And the biggest really kind of awakening to that, obviously, besides doing the podcast, was I was listening to an episode of podcast of uh, uh, this scientist. She was going on about how, um, talking about she was pro-electric cars, which I get it trying to change the earth and stuff like that. I'm just not pro it because I think it, it actually does more damage. But the idea of by 2025, we're going to cancel out all fuel cars. To me, I'm like, you can't just force people to do that type of stuff. But she was talking about the effects of things throughout history that we really didn't know that were causing serious health conditions to humans that might still be affecting us now. And they were talking about back in the day, how many times during the eighties or seventies were people painting their baby's nursery. And this rings, this should ring with you too. Lead, paint. Lead fucking paint, man. Like nobody yeah. even thinks about that. Or here's another one. Artists, maybe the fact that they painted so abstractly as they would lick the tip of their brush. It was a method. You would lick the tip of the, uh, the paintbrush to, thin out the tip to get a nice nice stroke there was mm-hmm. there was a type of chemical that was on that and they said this is what they would say it helps make your cheeks glow <laughs> not not in a good way but they told you it was a good way and the weird part about how all these giant companies they would put an essay on their name and you know what that mm-hmm. essay used to be tm but you know what that essay is I do not know. It's it's like society anonymous. So that means that they're anonymous when they when they can be tried for like a you know a certain charge or someone dying or something. They remain anonymous, yeah. so they don't have to be p- pinned down. It wasn't our fault. It was their fault. And they always use the excuse back in the day when someone would get cancer from like, oh, you worked at a lead paint factory and you developed cancer, huh? Okay. <laughs> well, the nicotine industry kind of started this was. They would be like, well, our target audience, the people that would use this, they were like, our target audience, the people that would use this are already prone to suffering from a severe ailment. That's why they do – like people that work in the nicotine industry rolling yeah. up cigarettes and they develop cancer. They're like, well, these people are already suffering from something already, so that's why they're chosen for this job because it's relatively easy. It's not super hard work, and they would use that excuse. And I'm like, to think of how our perspectives have changed to where we would shove a bottle of hairspray in our face, spray the whole entire bottle to where now it's like don't vape don't do this don't do that i'm like we're just going all over the place oh yeah i mean that's like smoking during pregnancy i mean back in the day there wasn't any you know studies to show that that was unhealthy and now it's like if you see someone pregnant and they're smoking like that might lead to a fight you know out in public yeah it's like common sense now people go like you don't know that like it's common sense yeah yeah, same with like uh, my grandfather died of uh, 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 lung cancer, and he developed it through uh, asbestos at work. And now, you know, they if if you have asbestos at work, uh, you're you know the EPA is going to be up your ass. It's just that the knowledge wasn't there at the time. What is that uh, infection you get when you get hit with like a rusty nail or something? Tetanus, which I might have because I did get a rusty uh, cut. 
Uh, we were doing a photo shoot yesterday at Dar Mine, and uh, yeah, I got cut on a, a rusty uh, windowsill. You do those Justin Bieber photo shoots so well. I'm so excited <laughs> yeah, to see the like new a team. Fat kid just sitting there. I'm like, oh god, this is horrible. <laughs> Everybody's like posing and stuff. I'm like, oh my god, like it's all right. So to let people know, Mike it passed gas. He did the Celestial Oddities Paraseekers. Now they've changed their name to what exactly? Bump in the Night Society. Bump in the Night Society. I wanted Goodwill Haunting. But, I like uh, that I one. Got- I got I, I'm pretty sure I voted for that one on the poll you guys did. Yeah, yeah, that that was mine. But I mean, I, I'm fine with bumping the Night Society. Um, but yeah, Goodwill Haunting was, uh, and I was thinking about having Matt Demon instead of Matt Damon. But you know, the puns, the puns, yeah. I love it. Um, and there's a couple team changes. Obviously, I think I'll get Sean on talk to him a little bit about it too. So you're not disclosing any private information. But at the same time, like guys do those photo shoots. I'm like, damn, this is like, I'm waiting to rock a shirt, man. You got to create the new shirt. How do you feel with the fact that you're going to have your wife on the team? Uh, I mean, I feel like it kind of, she can't bitch at me anymore. When I go out to these locations, I'm not going to get yelled at, you know, she's coming with me. So it's great. Uh, I mean, obviously we can't, she can't do anything at the moment because, you know, she's pregnant, but um we're hoping that you know maybe my mom can watch the kid you know some weekends and we can go out and do some investigations together i think it'll bring us closer uh, something i definitely enjoy she's been on a couple of investigations with us already uh and she'll reluctantly tell you that she enjoys it but uh i, I think the downside she does does like it and uh I, I think it'll definitely be a good thing that we're both doing something that we're interested in and it'll you know potentially bring us closer to couples who haunt together stay together exactly <laughs> see i got it figured out i don't need to i don't need to be going out and exploring that stuff i could see it from a distance I'm, I'm that guy in the background like i like to watch i like to watch yeah <laughs> i actually have a skit um we're we're gonna be i'm working on a documentary for our uh time at trans allegheny and I have a skit that almost was inspired by some of your uh, your ideas on on certain celebrities. So I won't give you any spoilers, but uh, whenever we release it, I think you'll you'll enjoy it. Well, now I'm freaking curious. <laughs> I have a large following in Nicaragua, and I don't know what I'm saying that's resonating with the people down there. But I'm really hoping there's a couple of statues after me. Like that would be <laughs> yeah. awesome if like you inspired a cult. I would have a I would be a cult leader with morals. Like I'll be like, hey, yeah. let's let's not just you know do any Scientology craziness, but let's like, hey, you know, you do a good act for the community. Let's build some homes. Let's do this. But then it's like the Freemasons. Once you build the homes, you just leave your mark on there. So people find it fifty years later. Like, why is there a symbol of the Freemason statue on our school? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were uh, looking for houses, uh, we looked at a old church uh, with a parish attached to it. And I was like, babe, we got to go with this one. And she's like, why? I'm going to start a cult. It's going to be freaking awesome. And people may end up donating money and they'll pay our mortgage for us. It'll be awesome. If you can that, start, that shut but then you would have to do like annual meetings and shit where you have to go out and preach to your people and let them know like, hey, guys, do this, drink this Kool-Aid and you'll be able to meet the aliens. It's like, I feel like <laughs> for me, it would be like, I don't know. Um say a compliment to each other you know i think everyone needs to hear at least one compliment a day or something 
Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of reminds me. I forget what movie it was, but Will Ferrell when he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be a crack dealer, but I'm gonna be one of those nice crack dealers that just come up to you and say, hey, you want some crack?'" Yeah, it doesn't make it all awkward and sketchy. Like one that wants to be your friend. Like, hey, man, want to get a beer afterwards? It's like, all right, yeah, let's get some wings. Yeah, buy some crack off me. We'll play some video games afterwards. (laughs) Well, Mike, I appreciate you coming back onto the podcast. Give me some time, man. Where can people find you, the team? Where can they find all your links? I mean, we're pretty much on all social media. Uh, It's just bumping the bump of the night society. Uh, You can find us on Facebook. Uh, I don't think we have it yet, but I think we're going to get a Twitter. Um, and then we have Instagram and TikTok. You have a TikTok? We do have a TikTok. Oh, I say that in shame. <laughs> is it giving you actually any views or is it? I don't know. I mean, I don't really handle our social media presence. That's kind of Sean and Jen's thing. Um, I'm assuming there's probably somewhat of a following, but I don't even have a TikTok myself. So I, I I wouldn't be able to tell you one way or another. I'm right there with you. I've seen too much bad of TikTok to where I want to see the good. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll bring the good to TikTok. We'll see. We'll start a revolution in a cult. What are we going to call our cult, though? Uh, the anti-TikTok anti-vaxxers. Don't, we're not doing the anti-vax thing on this one. That's, <laughs> I'm joking, joking, that's like joking. four more hours of this. Oh, my God. I can just feel everybody's rage emailing me right now. I'm like, look, if 90% of healthcare workers are afraid to take it, I'm just going to fucking wait. I've seen I'm Legend. I don't I don't have the need for that right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the uh, it's not the virus. It's the vaccination that causes the zombie apocalypse. Oh, man. The downfall of humanity. When will it be? Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. Now, either you're feeling super great or you're feeling eh. Either way, I appreciate you listening. I do crank out a lot of content. It's not about keeping up with every single one, but it's about enjoying one. And I appreciate your listening. So tell a friend. Let everybody know. Get the whole family together and listen to a podcast. Spread the word. And if you want to leave me a rating and review, I'd really appreciate it because it helps me keep on keeping on. Thanks so much. Thank you.